I did that. I wish I could have like slid that in there. That's what uh, she that. said. Hey, no. Hey. Even as I was saying that, I'm like, oh, this is going to be a good one. And I just went off. I don't even know what the tangents were. I had some zingers, some witty comebacks. And I looked down at my task cam just to be sure that the levels are looking good. And you see the little blinking light that says, stand by, stand by, son of a bitch <laughs> so welcome to another episode of stories from a bar i'm chris osborne for this episode i'm hanging out with good buddy anthony rossi how how are you sir my good sir i am busy <laughs> i am i am so so incredibly busy i was gonna but... say so it's you i was literally my next note was because i i had to go old school with this one since i don't have my laptop i have handwritten notes so we're gonna hear you're gonna hear paper churning look at this you even have a notepad out well that's because i'm a professional and professionals have standards okay i was just poor and didn't have my laptop it's getting fixed yeah that's (laughs) that's a that's a pain uh but literally my next note was that i wrote down was so you've been pretty busy since the last time we sat down for a podcast (laughs) so besides everything that's going on and like well literally the purpose of this podcast episode how long has it been so I joined you guys on We've done a, popcorn and pints. You were on for a stream, which, of course, got out of hand. Yeah, and we bl- that got and, a little out of and hand. And we blame you. I am totally to blame, but uh, they're y'all ain't innocent either. Yep. But I didn't help things. No. I know that. I know that. Uh, founder, director, CEO of Crosstalk Media. Hey. LLC. Of course. LLC, I might add. It's that LLC. That's a fan- yeah, making it fancy. I, it makes I, it official. I paid for that. Okay. <laughs> I paid my money to what, New York State. What's the LLC process to have that on your? It's kind of embarrassingly simple, but made complicated through legalese. You fill out a form, basically. It's like a, one or two forms, and you pay, I think, 250 to the state mm-hmm. for like filing and stuff like that. And then you need oh, to put Same as in, flushing it down a toilet. It's basically. And then you have to pay for a legal notice in two or three publications so like the times union uh i think i did the rensselaer paper and i want to say water of elite so in like three regular periodicals to announce that your llc has been formed so you have to send like have newspaper or news articles that you formed an llc yes interesting Yep, and some of them make it really simple. Like, it needs to include a checklist of information. I was going to say, there's probably got to be some kind of standard template for something like that. Yeah, and they make it really easy. You can even see, depending on, like, which platform that periodical uses, you can enter your information and you see the article being formed on, like, half of your screen. Interesting. Yeah, so you need to pay for that, and that's another like a hundred dollars or so and a couple other like filing fees it's fine i crap hundreds That's- yeah, right it's <laughs> all in it's about five hundred dollars <laughs> which like that's what i use for toilet paper <laughs> but uh, that all gets established you need to file for an ein and employer identification number so that like tax id that you see mm-hmm. that us common folks yeah on our w-2s and that got to go legitimate. Well, yeah, basically that's what it is. You got to go legitimate. And I did this for a very specific reason. And did I discuss? Yes, because I talked about one upstate. On yep. So if you don't listen to popcorn and pints, and, you've and only, you should, which you should, you very much should, but you've only heard my voice on this podcast. Who we've got some catching up to do. Probably telling dad jokes. Yeah, obviously telling yep. dad jokes. <laughs> so, man. Well, hold on. We're going to go into one upstate okay. and everything. But before we go farther, I need to give, we need to give a special shout out to the War Room Tavern here Absolutely. in Albany. Absolutely. This place is awesome. I've recorded a podcast here with owner before, Todd Shapiro. This place is awesome. And we picked this. Not just because it's an awesome place to come hang out for drinks down on the first floor in their bar, or to come here for five-star sushi from the best chef in town on the second floor. Need to check this out. Uh, On top of other great menu stuff they have. We're hanging out up on the third floor in their private event space. But why this is the perfect location 
for this podcast is because we are directly across from the Albany Capital Center. Literally across the street. Yeah, so right out the window here. We're looking got... at the entrance. People are going to walk into your one upstate con. Yes. Oh, my goodness. That's coming oh, up my goodness. in a month. Yep, October 21st. We October are, 21st. We are looking through the tall windows in the private event space, and I can see the glass facade of the Albany Capital Center right across the street. Absolutely. And so the War Room was a perfect location for a bunch of reasons. At 42 Eagle Street, I want to spend, send a special thank you to Todd Shapiro, the owner, the crew here, their bartenders downstairs. Thank you, thank you, thank you. For letting us come in and use the private event space here. Trying to make this more of a home. We'll see, depending on when I'm recording in Albany and whatnot. Uh, but definitely awesome bar on the first floor if you're coming in for drinks. I, like I said, five-star sushi chef on the second floor on top of all their awesome great food. This private event space they're letting us use where we're hanging out. Political theme. This is your first time here. This is my first time here, and I'm enjoying it. It's, I really am. And when I say political theme, I know that can turn some people off, but this is a... Po- <laughs> Despite being political themed, it's neutral. This is just some cool memorabilia, photographs, portraits right. it to is take a look at. Basically, so we're in this event space right now, and there are just large portraits of past presidents. And it's just past presidents in the wall behind us. Come in, make fun of how they looked in the olden days. That's fine <laughs> if you want. Uh, behind us, we have another row of portraits of previous governors. I'm not going to pretend I can name all these. I think think i don't want to say the person's name because i don't want to get it wrong but i think i know who that person is okay um and we have previous governors and mayors of albany and it's just basically it's political history yeah is what it is it's more political history than it is by any means one way or the other if that's what you're thinking and i will absolutely i am not afraid to call out political nonsense no just some (laughs) Try me. Yeah. Okay. No, just some cool memorabilia <laughs> to is... check out. It's stuff from pi- private collections that people have donated and they've acquired over the years. Uh, you can make reservations at albanywarroom.com for their dining. Uh, I recommend doing that. Uh, my wife, Sarah's definitely into sushi. Uh, I'm not so much, but I'm willing to come here. I had to, actually, I tried sushi for the first time on her birthday. Really? A month ago. I, that was one of. Seriously? Part of, yeah. Part of my present for her was I'd. I would, they, I would try sushi for the first time. And? I only tried the California roll. It was. It's an entry point. It's an entry point. It's an American entry point. It was fine. I can eat it. Like, it's, it's okay. I needed to have some few beers first, you know, to loosen up. <laughs> it's it's rice and fish. Yeah. It's it, rice it, and fish. It, well, Hi. the California roll was pretty much rice and cucumber. That is true. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. A little avocado in there. Yeah. Uh, Even though, and I'm not an avocado California. fan, but. I didn't really taste that. I mostly taste. I was burping up cucumber a few beers later. So, <laughs> yeah, but I would come here and try a lot of stuff that Chef Sasso mm-hmm. is their sushi chef, well known. Tries, but it looks amazing. Even even after a few beers, I'd give it a try. Be adventurous, Mike. Be adventurous, friend. and Be they adventurous. of course, if you're into cigars, awesome cigar lounge next door, Todd's Backroom Cigar Lounge. So there's that for you too. Backroom Cigar Lounge, but yes, so thank you to the Albany War Room for letting us hang out. And now we're going to talk about why we're here. Okay. (laughs) It has been so long since I've done a proper podcast episode. Crosstalk Media LLC (laughs) is your founder, CEO. Well, we're going to talk about One Upstate, but for anyone that doesn't know, where did Crosstalk Media come from? What so I'm actually going to give a presentation on October 18th at the Troy Innovation Garage for One Million Cups Capital Region discussing this very topic. Excellent. Yeah. And this is your elevator pitch right here. This is my elevator. Wait, elevator pitch. 30 seconds. Make it longer. No, I, I got to <laughs> make it make it a little longer, except yeah. like elevator okay. broke down type pitch. Sure. This way we I got can sit time. here and just drink my beer. So Crosstalk Media is the final evolution or the most recent evolution of me trying to form some type of side hustle in the entertainment scene. That is the the most generalized bit I can give you. Going way back to like 2000, actually, man, 2006 era time frame, just outside of college or just finishing college, I started Elite Media. And all of these were just... 
I declare it, so thus I am type of business establishment. I just branded myself this You thing. are God, and those shall follow. Uh, more or less. Yes. And Elite Media started back, again, like 2006 time frame, where a friend of mine was in a band, and they needed help organizing and booking gigs. And they're like, yo, Anthony, you're super enthusiastic about the local music scene. You can actually form two sentences and sound coherent. I'm going to train you to be our booking manager. I'm like, okay, sure. Okay, I can do that. And he gave me like this crash course of how to talk to bar owners and book gigs because everyone in this band was in another band on top of that one. Of course. So I had five people in this band. Every single person, except for the lead singer, was in a different, more well-known band. (laughs) But nowadays, that band is known as Jermaine Wells and the Ill Funk Ensemble. So Ill Funk. A well-known local band. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was their booking manager back in like 2006. I was helping those guys get some of their early gigs. Nice. That was so much fun. So, of course, I tell my friends that are in local bands this. Like, yo, I'm doing this, man. Uh, It's going to be awesome. I'm going to call up these uh, bars and restaurants and venues. I'm going to get these guys gigs. And it's like, yo, can you get me a gig? Yo, can you get me a gig? Yo, can you get me a gig? And suddenly, over the course of a weekend, I had a client list. So... Okay. Snowballed pretty quick. Very quickly. So within like a month or two, I started booking regular monthly gigs at King's Tavern in Saratoga. And it was all hip hop, like local underground hip hop and punk and metal shows. Of course. I would do the the cross genre shows once a month there. It was awesome because in the local scene, there's actually a really big crossover between the local hip hop heads and the metal heads. There's, I don't, it sounds bizarre, but if you're in the local scene back in the you know, early 2000s, a lot, there's a lot of crossover between the two. So that was its first iteration. Then the recession of 2007, 2008 hit, and then I had to drop that. <laughs> uh, other resurgences included uh, blogging for a couple different websites uh, from a friend of mine, Anthony tomorrow. And eventually I started my own thing again called video game crosstalk. And this is where I finally got into podcasting and it was so much fun. Again, I built that podcast up to the point where I was getting press credentials to the local comic cons and gaming expos. So I would be able to go in with my fancy press badge and be able to interview the guests and interview the exhibitors and vendor tables, see what's up with them. And a few really great memories, really interesting memories. And one funny story I love to tell when I'm telling this story is it was the Empire State Comic Con of 2019. I believe it was the year that I gave my panel talk there on uh, gaming and the arts. And it was, I'm taking pictures of all the cosplayers because that's just easy content to make. When you're a content creator, you go to one of these expos, there's cosplayers all over the place. Take a picture of all of them. And proper etiquette for this would be see someone that you like or see a well-done cosplayer, just any cosplay really, because everyone loves to get their picture taken. But you get their attention and you ask first. Just ask. Oh, yeah. And the reason for this is obviously being polite and not being a creeper trying to sneak a picture of someone at a public event. But well, when, it's not like you're trying to get an upskirt shot. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> but what you end up getting is a character pose. Oh, yeah. Right? Like they're in character. They're, they're clearly they're a fan. They're dressed as co- in cosplay for a reason. They want to show off. They want to Give show their fandom of this character. Yeah. It's like, hey, can I take a picture? Oh, yeah, hold on. And they'll like drop whatever bag they're holding. They'll like get some prop fixed or prepared or whatever. And they'll just get down into a pose. Like this one Doctor Strange actually had a um, like an acrylic frame or something held with fishing wire. So you put the fishing wire on his hands and I'm demonstrating with my hands right now, but he had this thing. So it looked like it was floating in his hands when he did his character pose. Mm -hmm. So a really funny story was I'm taking a picture of a Gomez and Morticia Adams at this con and say, Hey, can I take your picture? Like, Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. They, they get 
all situated. And then Gomez sees my press badge. He sees my media pass. And he says to his mortician, oh, he's media. Hold on, hold on. And he like fixes her dress and he you know, goes down to the ham and he spreads it out properly. He like, you know, shoots his cuffs and gets in perfect position. I'm thinking to myself, oh, oh, sir. Oh, sir. I'm just Your a expectations about. are way too high. <laughs> so that was a blast doing that podcast. That kind of died down as kids ruined everything. And yeah, I made the terrible mistake of it's, having it's, uh, love them. But in order to be a present father, things had to give. So I slowly got a bus ticket and left. (laughs) So I slowly wound down the podcast. I did get up to 50 episodes, though. And I started to dip into voiceovers a little bit. So I started doing voiceovers for a friend's YouTube channel called Game Insider. And they would just send me a script. I would read it, do some editing, send it back to them. And I would do game reviews for them. Also started dipping into what's called the Destiny Lore Audiophile, where a group of fans of the game Destiny and Destiny 2 would turn a lot of the in-game lore into fully-fledged out uh, audio dramas. Super well-produced. Years go by, that's kind of done on the on the side type of thing. And then now we get into the true origin story of what now becomes Crosstalk Media. A few years back. I posted on the Facebook page of the Tech Valley Game Space. So the Tech Valley Game Space is a uh, community area within the Tech Valley Center of Gravity in Troy, New York. No relation. They just happen to have a very similar name. Yep. It's the secret club within the secret club type of thing. And what they do there is workforce development and community development through game design. And they host intro to game design, intro to these game engines or storytelling through environment type courses and workshops. Really cool stuff. And I just posted on their Facebook like, hey, we got a bunch of video game developers in the local area. Has anyone thought of putting on a little local showcase? Turns out they had. And there's still a lot of support to get this thing done. And they said, listen, we tried... Didn't get enough traction. Life happens. But if you want to join the channel on our Discord server, we'll let you in and we'll see if we can revamp this. I'm like, awesome. Let's do this. So now I'm like super stoked. <laughs> they open up the channel in the Discord for me. I get in there and I get access to their Google Drive and I start looking around. And I currently have a background in project management right now. And I took one look at what they had and I said, oh, no, <laughs> absolutely not. I'm good project managed the crap out of this thing. And I started like ripping things apart and putting them back together in a cohesive order. And I don't want to bash them too much. <laughs> I don't want to bash them at all. That came out wrong. There you go. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I don't. I didn't really plan to edit this. No, so okay, be, that's fine. choose that's your fine, words fine. carefully, friend. Okay. So I don't want to bash them like that because I am adding a little bit of flair for the dramatic and storytelling. Would have never but, guessed. Yeah, but it's just that everything was in one large document. It was very well organized, but for the sake of conciseness, I ripped some parts out, made them own separate document. I started establishing some of the documents and tools and procedures that I have learned over the years, mm-hmm. and I turned this into a real project. Development continues. We have. Uh, proper scoping we have a proper vision i establish a project charter i go the full pmi project management institute like prep for this thing and before we move any further i said okay this is cool and all but if we're gonna make this a real event we're gonna need to pay for things and a venue is expensive i'm not running this through my personal finances we need to find out how we're going to manage the finances Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Okay. Well, can we do it through the Tech Valley Game Space? Because they're a certified 501c3 organization, and they get better deals on things because they are a not-for-profit. They bring it to their board. Jamie Stevenson, awesome dude, brings it to their board. They're unable to take that financial risk at this time. Okay. My personal perspective is we need to jump on this. We need to jump on this now before some 
overly corporate entity gets a hold of it and it becomes lame. So I still want this to happen. We got some good steam going. We got a really good support group going. I've been considering the idea of going official with my side gigs, like the voiceover work. And the I started making some YouTube videos for Destiny lore content. I know I'm a super nerd. But I mean, I was I wasn't gonna say it. But. I mean it's pretty obvious <laughs> yeah. at this point, right? But I wanted to turn this into a legitimate business, and I've been exploring how to establish an LLC. And I said, listen, I'll do it. I will establish an LLC and I will set up a business account, and that is how we will manage the finances for this event. This event is one upstate. This is literally putting your money where your mouth is. Oh. Absolutely. Like in the most literal <laughs> yeah. sense, I am putting my, I am committed to this. I will do this. Understand though, if I do this, this is now my event. This is no longer the game spaces event. This is mine now. Oh yeah. 100%. Yeah. Why you, I, I would not want my name. If money is on the line that's in my name, yeah, I am, yeah. I need to be involved in all aspects. Yeah. And the assurances I gave them was this. No, I am not going to screw anyone over because that would screw me over. And it's like the best defense, right? Oh, Why yeah. won't I screw you over? Because I'm selfish. Because. <laughs> Trust me, it's not about you. <laughs> well, how is that going to work for me if I enter the scene know, really? as someone who stabs people in the back? Like, that is terrible. How am I going to be successful if I establish a reputation of, like, taking advantage over people? If I establish Listen, a reputation of I, taking advantage of a 501c3? Come I don't, on now. I don't blame people uh, in business for being cautious. For legitimate concerns. Yes. Having legitimate, legitimate you should have legitimate concerns. <laughs> yeah, you should not just no, turn this over no. to someone. By any means, have legitimate concerns and yeah. make sure you're comfortable. So... We had that discussion yeah. with uh, Jamie of the game space. And I had that discussion during one of our production meetings. I'm like, here's how it's going down. And if I do this, this is how it's going to work. Those concerns were raised because obvious financial reasons. If I'm taking 100% of the financial risk, it's ultimately things are my call. But so far... Up to that point, they've been trusting me, and they continue to trust me. I've been keeping clear communication. I've been sticking to the original vision. I have consistently taken people's input and put it into action. So I have earned and maintained their trust throughout this entire process. But back to the chronology of the story, I went ahead. I established the LLC, as we discussed earlier. I set up the bank accounts, and... I had to look for a new business name. Like, can I do a video game cross lock? And eh, that kind of limits me mm -hmm. as far as what the business implications would be. I mean, yeah, it's fine for the YouTube channel and stuff like that, but that doesn't sound proper. So I was going to go back to Elite Media, but some jerk in Nassau County already has that name. What a, and they're not doing anything with it. A, it's just there. What a dick. <laughs> so kicked around a few ideas, and I took the crosstalk from Video Game Crosstalk and the media from Elite Media, and now I have Crosstalk Media. It works, man. I like it. It, it, doesn't, does. limit, it doesn't limit you to anything specifically. Right. And under this umbrella, I can do the event management. Yep. I can get back into the podcast and the YouTube if I want to, and I can do other voiceover and like emceeing and hosting gigs as well. Yeah. Cause it's just a media thing. Yeah. And even more so, this is hysterical, but few years back, some friends of mine asked me to be the minister for their wedding. <laughs> <laughs> and for the low, low price of my email address, <laughs> I joined very the, low. Just, the, just buy, just his meal is comped when he's at the wedding. That's that's all he needs. Oh, it's so tasty. And, and it's got to be an open bar. <laughs> Very much so. Those, those are the two rules. It's called the Universal Life Church. And you sign up for it. And it's like, congratulations, you're now a, air quote, minister. <laughs> and it gives you scripts and forms and examples of how to perform weddings and other like spiritual I mean, services. realistically, you could just get up there and say whatever the heck you wanted, right? For the most part, yeah. right. Yeah. During the ceremony itself, <laughs> you can pretty much do whatever you want. 
but the point is I am now registered with Universal Life Church. I know you did that. Uh, another co-worker of ours did it as well. Really? Mike, who you work with. Oh, really? He's in? <laughs> I, I don't know if it was that one specifically. Okay. But he did do a wedding. Okay. I got certified. I got my certificate just to do it. Good for you. I'm like, you know what, asshole? I'm going to do that too. <laughs> just to say I can. Uh, okay. so, uh, so I will perform your wedding if you want. All right. And I will do it in cosplay. <laughs> we can but, talk. Uh, we can talk. Yeah. We, we can talk. Here. We've done but details. The bo- bottom line is my signature is legally binding on a marriage certificate. So is mine. All right. <laughs> You're not above me. So that's how Crosstalk Media came to be. It's a very long story. It was, but that's fine. I'm just sitting here drinking, so it's great for me. Hey, man, this is what good content is all about. So, and this is why I love doing being the guest on a podcast, because I just got to sit back and And it's why I love having a guest that likes to talk. <laughs> but let's talk about One Upstate. All right. So Crosstalk Media was established. Where does this... So you start to... We're having a video game developer expo for New York's Tech Valley yes. region and beyond. So when did this idea start to form? So... Basically, when I made the comment on the Facebook page. Okay. That is the entry point into this. Yes. And people from the Tech Valley game space, they had started piecing things together, like laying out the framework, kind of, sort of. But life happens. So that's how it started off. It started off, in my head, as just a one-night kind of, we're going to have a networking event, a little industry mixer, Maybe if some of the local devs and studios have trailers for games and services, we'll just play that on the screen. We'll have our own little like showcase type of thing. That was my original intent. And that quickly spun up into a full-blown expo. So that's the term that I'm using. I'm using expo, right? Yeah. And convention. And what we want to do, if we had our scoping meeting for anyone looking to get into like project management or trying to organize an event, something... The project charter is really critical as a starting off point. And the reason for that, besides it's standard practice, it forces you to lay out every little thing to get started. Mm -hmm. It lays, if you fill out the entire thing, you will have an absolutely um, refined vision. You know who your contact is people are you know what the scope of the event is you know what expectations are you have a you have all this stuff set and one of the big things that i found really helpful was the what is in scope and what is out of scope so a few things that we put for the out of scope are things like voice actor panel we didn't we are not going to have a voice actor panel we're not going to have a podcaster panel. Sorry, Chris. We are. <laughs> uh, some other events have done like geek speed dating. Like we're not doing that. Geek speed dating. Well, geek okay. speed dating. Really? Okay. Yeah. Unfortunately, the gaming community is filled with a bunch of edgelords and incels. So like, I don't want to. I kind of want to see what that's all about. Yeah. I, no, I, I get the joke. <laughs> I get I'm not the trying joke. to make it. Now I'm just legitimately curious about geek speed dating. All right. It's, it's a thing. It's a thing. Wow. Okay. But these are the type of things that we wanted out of scope. So definitively, we are not going to do this. So that is also plays into how we're going to differentiate ourselves from the other local events. I mean, there are geek culture cons popping up all over the place. There's yeah, particularly Albany and Saratoga. They, of course, have the comic cons every year. And right. Everything They're like larger that, so. ones. Yep. The, the established ones, the long running ones. But there's been other smaller ones like popping up all over the place. Oh, yeah. And we don't want that. We need to separate out. So that's why we went with a more expo type of event where all of the exhibitors are in the video gaming specifically uh, or gaming, I should say. So no comic book artists, um, no voice actors, no wrestlers, no general culture celebrities. Um, It's going to be game developers and a series actually what we're going to do are micro sessions so we're not doing full hour panels at this event they're actually half hour slots so there's going to be a 20 minute session with say 10 minute buffer for you know room changeover 
See, I, I like that a lot because an hour just seems like a long time. Well, that's the thing. So we're not doing multiple rooms for panels. And with half-hour sessions, you can fit a more wide variety. Yep. Especially since we're only a one-day event. Yeah. So it's only one day. And I've attended certain panels where if your panelists aren't chatty or you don't get a lot of questions from the crowd, you kind of got to drag, drag it on along. your yeah. yeah, and like fish for things to talk about to fill up an entire hour worth of content. So we're going for half hours and we're just going to like rip through a bunch of different things. And actually I could, is all right if I go through the list of confirmed so, panels? Or I was gonna. That... I have notes on that. We'll get to that. Okay. I wrote down the stuff you've announced and confirmed already. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's so. That's what the event's gonna be. It's we have, um, twenty three confirmed tables. We are finalizing the last seven. Hopefully by the end of this week we'll get that finalized. Okay. We have six confirmed speakers. We're looking to finalize the last three by the end of the week, and we have excess of both. So we have like a our confirmed yes they've accepted, and we have a list of others that we're just kind of evaluating at this point. Let's talk about some of these awesome sounding speakers you've announced sure. through One Up State CEO and founder of Catapult Games, Dane Jennings. Dane Jennings. Okay, so he's with Catapult Games, and what he's going to be talking about specifically is he has developed a VR training trainer, basically. Mm -hmm. It's a simulation for conflict de-escalation that the Schenectady Police Department uses. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That sounds crazy. Yeah. So police de-escalation training through VR. Wow. Yeah, guy. <laughs> so we're going to talk about that for one of the sessions. And that, that fascinating. I, I love like your genuine surprise by that. This I, is not acting know. at all. No, it's not. I mean, depending on your trustworthiness of police to begin with, the fact that they have that kind of training in place. Is well, here, here's the thing about it. It's de-escalation. Yes. This is what we want. Not every scenario requires deadly lethal force. So this is training for de-escalation. So yes. that force is not required. It's interesting to hear how they get that training because obviously people will jump to conclusions. Oh, when... I'm prepared for yeah. it. I'm prepared for it. And that's why if that response sounded rehearsed, it kind of was. There you go. <laughs> so that's, that's Dane Jennings and Catapult Games. Awesome. Who else have we announced? Uh, I've don't want to butcher this person's name so i'm gonna try my best shailene shailen shailen yeah okay so she uh jean petteroni <laughs> i i apologize if you're listening to this senior so, project manager for film tech and new media at empire state development empire state development is the key phrase here so this is a government agency that is focused on developing the economy of the state what she will be presenting specifically at One Upstate is there is a game dev tax credit program for the capital region. So she's going to be giving a presentation talking about how developers and studios can apply for this tax credit to bring their business here and set up a branch of their studio or a branch of their company in Tech Valley. Awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, when I reached out to them, it was pretty obvious <laughs> what the common overlap oh, was. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's like, we're having a game developer expo, and you offer a game dev tax credit. You want to talk about it <laughs> at the event? Nah, I'm good. <laughs> Might be your target audience. <laughs> uh, another speaker, Ryan Little, writer of episodes of Marvel shows. Oh, yeah, guy. Tell me about this guy so, and how Ryan this one This is up. such a wholesome story. So... Back at Free Comic Book Day this year, the Albany... A beautiful day in the world. It, it, it very much is. The Washington Avenue branch of the Albany library system didn't receive their shipment of comic books in time for a free comic book day. Wah, wah. They posted this announcement with a sad Superman graphic. And people were like, oh. The nerd community responded people started overnighting and donating their comic books to the library directly. Wow. 
they just had trunk loads of comic books. Just like, no, we're doing this. Here are some comic extra comic books I don't need anymore. Have them. Word eventually made its way to Ryan Little. And he's like, absolutely not. I'm on my way. <laughs> I'm going to set up a table. And I'll do a meet and greet. And I'm going to bring a trunk load of my own material. And you can advertise it as a writer from Marvel is going to be at the Washington Avenue branch library. That's awesome. So he's like, we're doing this. I bring my son, Jacob, and we're you know, talking a little bit at, at his table. Like, yeah, you want to meet the, you want to meet the guy who writes for comic books? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And of course he's like super shy. Yep. Uh, just being a typical kid. And I start, start talking to Ryan about how like, yeah, well I bring him to quote daddy's shows. I go to a few comic cons and some of our video game stuff. And he's like, there's video game developers in this area. So yeah, yeah, we actually got like kind of a low key little gaming hub here. It's like really, well, I just just got done writing for a video game. And I said, really? <laughs> I talked shop for like another five minutes, but you know, I'm conscious of the line behind me. We exchange contact information, and a week or two later, I have a video call with Ryan, explain to him what the local video game development scene is. And he's like, he had, he had no idea. And a lot of people, even locally, gamers locally, have no idea of the hub that we have here locally. Not at all. So I started explaining that to him. And I'm like, yo, would you like to be a speaker at our event? And he's like, absolutely. And that's how we got Ryan Little. And he has written for Marvel. He's done a bunch of the What If series on Disney Plus. He has written. That was a, that was a crazy series. Yeah. It's super. He's written for I Am Groot. <laughs> I, I love Groot. I, <laughs> so I hate what's the weird part is I hate Vin Diesel. <laughs> I do, and the fact that he voices Groot, but I love Groot. Yep, 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 yep. It's yep. hard not to. Uh, let me see if I can find uh, some because I want to make sure I pronounce this. Correctly. I do have it a pa- a passionate dislike for Vin Diesel. Yeah, well, that's what this podcast is going to turn into <laughs> now. My uh, argument as to I'm. 95% sure he can't read. Uh, give or take. Give, g- give, or, give or take. Plus one, minus one. I mean, I am Groot's only three words. He doesn't have to read it. Someone just has to say, hey, just say I am Groot. Over and over again. Over and over again. Uh, he is he's also writing, and he's going to be introducing a new section to the MCU, a new indigenous hero by the name of Kahari. Kahari, okay. Yep. So that is upcoming from... Ryan Little, and he is going to be talking about writing for an established IP. That is going to be his topic. That's that's tough coming in for an established IP and staying true to material while still trying to go create your own story, create your own story within that. Yeah, so it's like, how do you navigate creating your own story with an established universe? Yeah, so that's what his talk is going to be that's, about. That's going to be a good one. I want to talk about the other speakers, but quickly to touch on just the explosion of tech companies and gaming companies. Oh, sure. Let's go there. Um, What's in the area that people might not realize? So I just went to the Rochester Game Festival at at RIT, and the keynote speaker was uh, Cameron Patterson. He is one of the founders for Wolfjaw Studios. Wolfjaw is in Troy? believe tech valley region yep and what they do and this is the same for a few other like mad glory which became a PUBG company also rushed down studios i believe and a handful of others they don't produce games they develop the back did we mention that we're in albany and we are live so wolfjaw and a few others they don't produce games. They develop the backend support. And Wolfjaw does backend support for games such as Among Us, NBA 2K, Destiny 2. One of your favorites. One of my favorites. I'm like, oh my goodness. All right. <laughs> but it's not really the game itself. They will work on the the inventory and item management system. Okay. Uh, there's also an app for mobile 
the Destiny 2 app, which has like all sorts of stuff in it. But one of the wildest things when I first discovered it back in like Destiny 1 years ago was you can update your inventory from this app. And you have vault space, like just your extra storage space. But you can pull stuff from your vault and apply it to your character while your game is in session. So I would open up the app in my phone and like, oh, I need this particular weapon for this encounter or like, oh, I'm going to work on this now. Like scroll through and I find it and I hit apply to character and I get the notification on my TV like, ding, this person has this item now. Ah, wild. That is crazy. <laughs> yeah. So they don't make the game itself. They do the back end development. Yep. That kind of stuff. So we have Rushdown, Wolfjaw. There's also uh, Rocket Science. They haven't announced any games that they are working on as of yet. We have Vicarious Visions, which is now Blizzard of Albany. They have worked on many games. Uh, They might be the most prominent in the area. They probably are. Right. Uh, They have a pretty well-known name. Yeah. like I said, they are now part of Blizzard, and their merge is... Which um, is now owned by Microsoft, or if that's not official. They're right? in... Yeah, so they're part of Activision, and I is has it gone through every FTC? The, I, the UK <laughs> finally let it happen, which okay. I think was the holdup. So. M- most likely. Okay. And who else have we got? We got WB Games. They do a lot of the online service support. We have Velen Studios, which I was able to interview the founder of Velen yep. on my podcast, who was also the founder of Vicarious Visions. Uh, I was talking to that man, Guabala, talking to him, you get the sense that this man has made decisions that impacted people's financial futures. I would say so. Yeah. This guy, he's made decisions. <laughs> and Velen has done some really cool stuff. They are the people behind Knockout City, so which their servers have gone silent uh, since, but it was an online multiplayer game. It's a uh, like all-out brawl dodgeball game. <laughs> yeah. I just had flashbacks to middle school dodgeball. <laughs> How awful that was. They also did the Mario Kart AR game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that yep. was developed in Troy by Velen. And they took that technology, and now there is a... Hot Wheels AR game. Is there? Yeah. So now it's okay. Hot Wheels. <laughs> the Tony the Tony Hawk. Vicarious uh, Visions. And, oh, that was Vicarious Visions. That was vi- yeah, the, the remake of 1 and 2 was handled by them, right? Correct. Yeah. Yep. Uh, there's, there's a lot of stuff. And you can't have these big names without having a smaller community sprout up around it. Oh, yeah. Like, if you have this type of industry... Local colleges have invoked. Oh, have really R- jumped on the bandwagon. RPI, by bringing, is RPI is especially. all in on one upstate. I mean, and, Darian Shump, thank you, dude. Yeah. They are all in. They are going to have eleven tables wow. at one upstate. I thought it was going to be five. So our RPI has a whole gaming curriculum, including what's called Level Upstate, and that is now a year long like incubator for a student team. To just get guidance and coaching for all business aspects of creating your own game studio. So they have their own table. Tables for everyone in level upstate. So it's another four or five tables. Plus another like five or six other student teams or previous level upstate participants. So it's just like a hall of Albany. <laughs> Albany is turning into a hub, man. And it's awesome to yeah. see. Um, yeah, UAlbany has game development. Uh, yeah, RIT, Champlain has game development yep. going on. All the colleges are getting esports teams or at least intramural clubs. It's, yeah, and this it's, is why I want to, like, no, we need to do this. We need to do this now. Back to some Go of ahead. the, yeah, back to some of the speakers because the time's going a lot quicker than I anticipated. <laughs> Uh, Mo Haskins, use of gaming and therapy. Mo had to back out. Okay, so Mo had to back I'm going to edit that part out. Okay, fair. <laughs> but that did sound interesting, so mm-hmm. I hope they're doing something awesome with gaming and therapy. Uh, Andrew Borman, Museum or museum of Play, Video Game Preservation. 
He is a curator at the Strong Museum of Play in Rochester. Okay. And they have an entire video game uh, section, corridor, hall, whatever you want to call it. And he's going to come talk about what it's like curating games for historical preservation. That sounds awesome. Right? (laughs) That sounds like a hell of a job. Right? (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that's that's what he's going to talk about. What? And he responded to some post on uh, for the Retro Game Con mm-hmm. uh, in Syracuse. And I'm like, no, you have to come speak to this, <laughs> to our event. So that's how I grabbed him uh, to be a part of this. That's awesome. Um, is there anybody else we're forgetting? Uh, I'm going through my list right now. There is one. So let's see. We have, oh, Sarah Hauser. Lauser, excuse me, is going, she's given a presentation, level up your game development hobby, starting a sole proprietorship DBA. So that is how to take your independent, like solo studio and actually pursue the business route. Interesting. So I want the LLC route, mm-hmm. the limited liability corporation. You can also do sole proprietorship, but with the LLC protection, they can go after your company assets, but not your personal ones. With a sole proprietorship, your business and personal are kind of one and the same. So that's why I went LLC, because I am dealing with higher budget situations. Yep. (laughs) So Sarah's going to be talking about going the legal route for your game development. Good information to have. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And there's also Abigail Korfman, who is giving a presentation called Entwine. And this is one that I'm not entirely sure, but... Uh, The description is an in-depth discussion of the possibilities presented by Twine, a lightweight and easy-to-learn text-based game creation engine. Okay, my mind went immediately to what I used to tie shit together with. Basically. (laughs) So, with a focus on how game design works without images, how to draw players into a text-centric gameplay. Interesting. So, she's going to be talking about that game engine twine and how to I'll be curious that. to hear that talk. Yeah. I'm excited for this. Uh, one up States. This is going to be a lot of awesome talks. This obviously doesn't come together by one person. No. So no, 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 who, no, 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 no. who else has hopped on the bandwagon and helping okay. you put this together? So the immediate support is Jamie Stevenson of the tech Valley game space. Chris spawn of Griff Kuba game services and also very active member in the tech Valley game space. Yep. Patrick Milligan of retro game con in Syracuse has been amazing. Retro game con. I love the name of it for anybody that doesn't yeah. know. What so that is October 8th and 9th in Syracuse at the on center. Okay. This thing is huge. I actually, you know what I have, do I have the program with me? Thought I did. Nope, I do not. Because I follow them on social media. So they're always posting cool stuff. The uh, this is a huge event. They have over 160 exhibitor tables. That is large. That is large, and that's not even counting like another 60 tables worth of retro game consoles for free play. And when I say retro, I mean retro. I'm talking uh, type in a keyboard command to start the game. That's how far back we're going with this. We're talking Commodore 64 and before. That's how far back these game systems go. He has musical events or uh, musical performers all day long. I got to see MC Frontalot live. <laughs> yeah, look him up. He's what, a who? video game based rapper. Oh, wow. Yeah, guy. <laughs> That's a pretty uh, specific niche. It is very niche. niche. It is very niche. Uh, he also has like a whole like pinball arcade set up. This, this thing is huge. <laughs> This thing is huge. Good for him. And he's been giving advisory support for how to get things organized, how to set up a sponsorship deck, and a lot of that kind of stuff. Jace, or, uh, Jay Cloter of Discover Albany has been helping us navigate the technicalities of organizing an event in the capital region. Discover so, Albany is great. I've had Maeve from Discover Albany. Maeve is pod. amazing. She is awesome. She is a national treasure of her own. <laughs> if not a local treasure. And they are a third-party tourism association. So Discover Albany, their mission is to bring events and support events in the capital region. 
So I tapped them very early on. And he was, he's like, we're going to do this? I said, absolutely, we're going to do this. All right, let's do this. (laughs) (laughs) And he has provided support and guidance uh, the entire way. Few times, we could talk talk offline about some stuff. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Corey Aldridge of the Upstate Alliance for the Creative Economy, ACE. Their entire purpose is to promote the arts in the Capital Region. He does a lot of like networking mixers and a newsletter. He's been helping now with a lot of the social aspects of awesome. it all and providing more guidance. And we're going to be in this newsletter coming out, and he's helping me with um, some other support Fantastic. Stuff. Yeah. So there's – and. A handful of additional volunteers, uh, Ethan Hansen and Jimmy Segreto. Uh, Kat Pollan is helping out with graphic design. So it's a full team. It is not just me at all. <laughs> I'm just desperately trying to keep all the pieces moving and keep things in order. And uh, it, I'm I'm the project manager. Yep. I'm the producer for this. There you go. So a couple of questions to wrap up. Sure. People are people, Someone has their ticket. They're yes. walking in the door. We've talked about the speakers, but when they go in there, what can they expect? So mitigate expectations. This is a lower level only for okay. the Albany Capital Center. So if you've been there, it is the area outside of the meeting rooms or the breakout rooms where the escalator is. So we're fitting 24 tables there, and we have the option for an additional six overflow in the concessions area. Okay. And when you walk into that area you're going to see basically two hallways, quote unquote, worth of tables. And there's going to be like one on the side, just outside of the doors to the breakout areas, a hallway and a line of tables facing them. Then there's going to be another hallway of tables on the other side, kind of going in front of the escalator. So two rows of tables going that way. And every table is going to have a different independent developer. And they're going to have their game on display. And you, you'll be able to play these games. And the people who made those games that you're playing are going to be sitting on the opposite side of the table. That's awesome. So you're going to be able to like ask questions and comment and give immediate feedback to the people who are literally making that game. And you know, there's going to be a range, of course, of quality. Um, some people are solo devs. Like they're the only person working on this. Like this is my creation and there'll be somewhere like I'm working this table, but I have a team of people behind me, like six or seven people working on this game is there's going to be a mix. And then of course there's going to be, you know, discover Albany ACE is going to have a table. Tech Valley game space is going to have a table. Uh, SUNY poly has a table. RPI, has a hallway (laughs) and their table rpi yeah and there's also oh guardians mental health so they're a podcast also 501c3 started off yes the destiny community yes i pulled these guys in personally because they're nerd well they're based in johnstown johnstown area but they have a presence at like pax really yeah and what started off as guardian con it is now the uh electronic gaming expo i think it's called egx down in florida they've been featured on bungie several times nice yeah they have a established yeah they're established and so the main guy is based locally relatively locally but he has other hosts like all over the all over the country just random location so that's why i gave him the (laughs) the exception oh yeah uh and they are a 501c3 the Joe Telesk, awesome dude. He has his certification to work like crisis helplines. So again, like this guy's putting his proverbial money where his mouth is. Like he is actually, it's not just a gimmick. He has the certifications for mental health services and his other hosts are practicing um, psychologists, therapists. Interesting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. So they're legit (laughs) type of thing. Not just a flyby. Well, seat. yeah, be, because there's it's so easy to say like I am a mental health advocate, which I am, but like there's no there's no credentials for that. Nope. And that's not to lessen someone's enthusiasm or commitment to it. It's, it just is what it is. Yeah. So when you have a licensed therapist on your show, 
that brings legitimacy, right? Absolutely. So what are you most excited for? Um, partially for it to be over. Because <laughs> it is so I can, I can edit that out. I can edit that out. <laughs> no, anyone who's done events, I'm sure will agree oh, with yeah, me on yeah. this. I can't, it, I can't imagine the amount of work that went into this the for you. Details. Especially with, you know, the full-time job, kids, the wife. Mm-hmm. This is not something you're doing as your main that yeah, that's the thing. It's it's a side gig. Thing, yeah. Right. So I'm still a present father. I am still. I like that you made that made it a point to say that. Well, it's... you didn't buy that bus ticket and just you know, <laughs> it's, it's that's actually something I'm really passionate about to be a present father. Oh, absolutely. And I need to be better about. It. I I can definitely be better about it. But is, that's a different podcast. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> because it is so easy to just say I'm busy. Oh yeah. It's so easy to say go watch TV. Go play a game. You know, I'm busy. So I, I have to put a lot of things on hold for their sake. That and comes that's first, whole, man. That is a whole other discussion. I could fill up another hour. Oh, yeah. That comes that. first. So, um, but I, other things that I'm like really excited for, I want to see the turnout. I am so anxious for the turnout and for the reaction mm-hmm. because this is coming together so well and ticket sales are starting to come in proper now yep that's wild that's awesome um we just oh i can mention this we just made an agreement for some cross promotion with the albany symphony orchestra nice because video games live are coming to the palace theater on october 9th and if you use discount code or promo code one upstate you can get half off tickets awesome and I'm going to put out soon a discount code for one upstate tickets, something like, you know, ASO one upstate 2023 for $5 off our tickets, which, by the way, pre-sale tickets are only $15. That's true. We have not mentioned that yet, and we yeah. probably should have mentioned it more. <laughs> so it's $15. Ticket sales. Uh, how much are tickets? So $15. We have specific discount codes that we do on limited basis like we did talk like a pirate day and we got a few yep. additional yeah and you're going to want to follow the one upstate social medias right. to keep track of those uh day of event they are twenty dollars so get your pre-sale tickets for only 15 they're reasonably priced yo 100 percent. Uh, yeah all the things i'm excited for i want to see actually, i want to see what the students are bringing because when you get into the indie scene wild stuff happens one oh man wild things are in the indie scene like i still play my triple a titles because like they're so much fun (laughs) but but i really do need to play more of the indie games and when i do play the indie games i am very satisfied with them but when you get into the indie scene they can take those wild weird risks yep right like right now there's a few not gonna bash any game in particular but they're more of the same when you have these big blockbuster triple a titles it's hard to not do that because they need to make that money back yeah they need to make that money back these are expensive it's not cheap so when you have like you need to make sure this is why microtransactions are all over the place because it's additional sales on top of the initial purchase you need to make that money back this is this is the business side talking and i will again Separate conversation. I support microtransactions when they're for cosmetic items. I really do. Unpopular opinion, but like it doesn't change the gameplay experience. And you can unlock a multitude of different skins and aesthetics in game anyway. So like when it's done properly, type of thing, and it's just some like extra bonus material, like fine. You know, throw the company. I, extra I mean, I months. understand why it happens. Yeah, it's. Yeah. How do you how do you expect games have been 60, 50, 60 bucks for like over a decade? Over a decade, yeah. And the technology has advanced so much. How can you conti- How can you expect to continue the that? Teams price? are huge. Yeah. If you've ever actually sat through the credits, you're you're sitting there for fifteen plus minutes. I let them run almost just out of respect when I finish a game. Basically, yeah, yeah. And and they're expecting to get paid also. Yeah. And these are not cheap positions to fill no <laughs> these are these are high paying positions uh two questions to try to wrap yeah. up here as we're hitting the hour mark so when the day's over the event's over what do you hope people take away from this i want to see people take away a new appreciation for the artistic capital of games okay 
because when you walk through these booths, no two games are going to be alike. They are going to be wildly different. They are a projection of the personality of the creator, just like any other piece of art. And there's going to be some wild looking stuff, different looking stuff, a variety of different things. And these are all of the creative expression of either an individual or a group of individuals. So that's what I hope they take away. And that it's not just mind-numbing, decompressing, mindless entertainment. It's an expression of thought. It's an expression of self. That's where I want people to take away. Awesome. Provided you have time for this, are you currently playing anything? Other than Destiny. <sighs> yes. Oh, God. I started a new run of Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> <laughs> just a, just in time for the DLC that's coming out. Well, that's the thing. No, not that I'm going to have this posted before that happens, but still. Well, it came out today. Oh, the, it came out this yeah. morning. All right. The, on the day of the recording. I don't have a laptop to edit this yet. It's in the shop. Oh. Cyberpunk 2077 just released their Phantom Liberty expansion. So it's Keanu Reeves now with more Idris Elba. That's all. That's what you need in your life. <laughs> it really you is it. what you need. But they completely revamped the game. Like the devs. So I have not even started it yet. I bought Excellent. it. I bought it when it first came out. They had all the bugs. Oh, it was uh, so buggy. And then so buggy. My PlayStation had a problem where it wasn't reading discs. It wasn't installing games. So I had to send mm. it away to get fixed. Mm. Literally on like the last day of the warranty, uh, I discovered this issue. Oh, so did it get covered? Yes, it did. Fantastic. Uh, like, okay. I, I'm like, I can't believe I got this in in time. <sighs> but I had to send it away to get mm. fixed because it wouldn't install a game. Uh, and I got it back. I'm like, well, the, the PS5 upgrade's coming out in like a month. There you go. Free upgrade because it came out wait. on PS4. So Correct. I downloaded the PS5 upgrade. Mm-hmm. And then I still haven't gotten to. It. I played other. I got in, involved in so many other games since then. Yeah, because there's so many. But um, they they have gutted and rebuilt every single system. The the skill trees for your perks and abilities complete. Like there's one tree that no longer exists. Like that's how much they did. Wow. It, uh, it used to be very heavily based on incremental buffs and bonuses. Now they're more active abilities. So you can do stuff now awesome. with your, your builds. Uh, the police AI has been completely revamped and modified. The crafting system has been completely revamped and modified. The armor system has been completely revamped and modified. Every single aspect of this has been completely gutted. and re- It's a different game experience. Awesome. It really I'm is. glad I haven't played it yet. You're actually not. Yeah, it's so I'm going through and with all of my alls, because I have not done a second playthrough of a large RPG since Jacob was born. And (laughs) family first. But what I always did when I would play these large RPGs on my second playthrough, I would gender swap my alts every single time. Gender swap because I want to have the full experience. There's different options. There's different dialogue. It's a different experience. Makes great sense. So I always just change stuff up, do a completely different play style, obviously. But yeah, for a, always gender swap my alts. Nice. Actually, I just finished Guardians of the Galaxy, which I've had on my shelf for like a year. How I was it, that? I picked it up when it was like on sale for 15 bucks. And you know oh, what? There you go. It was fucking fun. It looked so much fun. It was it was the banter. Well, the the only problem I can see people having is because now they've had the movie versions of the characters ingrained in their heads. Mm-hmm. Maybe if you haven't played it, you got to get past that. Understood. Uh, Understood. If provided you can get past that banter was just as hysterical. The interactions were fun. The the action, the gameplay. It's not a hard game. Okay. They don't make That's it. Fine. They don't make it that difficult. It doesn't need to be. It doesn't need. To it's be. a short game. I think the storyline was like fifteen hours. Okay. But it was still fun, man. Hey, hey you go out there. You upgrade it their wasn't ability. That short? No, it, the storyline itself is probably like fifteen hours. Okay. All right. That's fine. I played other games that are like uh, eight hours long. I, and if you're gonna get it at this point, it's not full price anymore. Probably. No. Uh, I can't imagine. It's it. gonna go on sale every once in a while. I would recommend picking it up for okay. like twenty bucks. It's something fun to play. Mm-hmm. The only problem is I finished it, and now I'm debating if I want to. I'm not starting Cyberpunk just yet because I know that's a commitment. <laughs> that I is have, a commitment. I have yeah. God of War Ragnarok sitting on my shelf. Yeah, me too. That I, 
I was going to start, but I'm like, can I finish this before Spider-Man 2 comes out? <laughs> I don't think I can. Yeah, I never because got it. Because as soon as that comes out, I'm getting it. I'm calling in to sick to work. There you go. I'm fucking 40 years old. I was so calling in to sick to work to t- play video games. Yep. I'm like, I don't want to postpone that when it comes out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cyberpunk is a commitment. Yeah. I was able to work through it. I rushed through a lot of things, but it's still. Well, oh my God, before I played, before I played Guardians of the Galaxy, I played Elden Ring for six months. That's a commitment also. Son of a, but I got a platinum trophy baby oh elden ring platinum trophy elden ring platinum oh that's that's punishing that was punishing <laughs> i will never achieve something like that again in my life it's all downhill from here so i think that's probably a good place to wrap this up sure yeah. <laughs> on, a, on a sour uh, note like, it's all downhill no. <laughs> uh that's gonna do it for another episode of stories from a bar huge thank you anthony rossi crosstalk media one upstate for hanging out and chatting be sure to follow all the One Upstate social media pages. Get your tickets now before you miss out. Anthony, take it over for your final closeouts on One Man, Upstate. I am going to take a nap after this. <laughs> <laughs> now, it is it, One Upstate, a celebration of games and the people who make them. It is really going to bring together an industry and a scene that people just don't realize it is vibrant it is active in the local area and i really hope we get a lot of people to join in and just experience what the capital region has to offer awesome website where can they get tickets so oneupstate.com we've got that and tickets are sold through eventbrite and if you go to the Albany Capital Center webpage, go to the calendar, the events calendar. We're listed on there. Um, flip through the calendar, October twenty first, Saturday night. Yep. So all Saturday all day. Saturday all day, and then we're working on an after party. Excellent. So we're gonna try to get a DJ there. We're gonna have some drinks and have some games open for free play. Awesome. Sounds. It just drinks and video games. Doesn't it sound great? Sounds great. <laughs> That's usually what I try to do on like a Friday or Saturday night. So that sounds fantastic. Awesome. Huge thank you to the War Room Tavern. I can't thank them enough for letting us hang out. Make it a point if you're in Albany to stop by here for a drink, some awesome sushi. And they do have other food. I'm not just promoting the sushi, but they do have an all-star sushi chef. Again, I will try sushi more. Good. And if I'm going to do that, I'll it's going to be out. I'll tell you here up. if I try that. I'm still... I'm still going to need some beers first. That's I, fine. Depending on what I'm looking at in front of me. <laughs> uh, so awesome. Thank you, War Room Tavern. Be sure to stop by for an awesome dinner. WarRoomTavern.com to make your reservations. You'll find stories from a bar on all major podcast platforms. So be sure to like, subscribe, leave fantastic reviews. And more importantly than anything else, share, just share the living hell out of it. Yes, please. So cheers. Cheers. Cheers.